Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Good morning and welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman. Thanks, Bubba. Lots to go through today because the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is now five, six days away. And leftists are starting to freak out because they're starting to realize that this kid's probably going to be acquitted. And he should be acquitted. And he should be acquitted. And he should get an award. (laughs) For, for, for trigger control. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm going to say it out loud. He should get an award because he did not hit any unintended target, and he only hit those that were attacking him yeah. with force greater or equal to the desire to kill him. Yeah, and I think we should go one, up, one more than that. I think instead of an award, I think we should also name the training routine after him. You know how they have, like, the, uh, like the Israeli... The Israeli training, different, a uh, different na- training named after different parts of the world. I think there should be the Kyle Rittenhouse training. I agree. Where you go to actually take a gun course. They throw you on the ground, and then you have to you have to spin around real quick and hit a bunch of moving targets. Because what he showed there was not only incredible trigger discipline. I mean, I I, I think we all understand he shouldn't have been there, and I think most people who well, what are get you talking into about? He shouldn't have been shootings, there. Why, why shouldn't he be there? I, I think I think I think if he could go back and do it again, he wouldn't have been there. Why not? Because he's in, he was in, arrested. He's on right, trial for Max, the rest of his life. This is this is three this is three days in a row that I'm gonna have to correct you. So let me correct you really quick. All right, I'm gonna well, correct this you. was this was we both agreed on this last year. So what changed? No, no the the idea that oh he's in jail now that he got arrested for murder, right? He got arrested for it. And you're saying, in hindsight, he probably shouldn't have been there because then he wouldn't be arrested. It's a sacrifice as a 17-year-old that most of this country would not make because they lack courage, they lack constitution, they lack the ability to stand anyone up for other people. Anyone who gets in any shooting, anyone who gets in any shooting would wish they weren't there. They wish it didn't happen. I do wish, I mean, I, it, he it, wishes he did not kill anyone. I yeah. promise you, when, when you kill someone, it will change you forever, forever. You will wake up every day. I promise you that a part of you will always remember that moment. But I, I got to tell you, I don't think that I, I don't think that I would regret not being there, because the what he did at that moment, what he did at that moment, stopped a lot of other things from happening, right? Yeah. And we don't know how many innocent people would have been killed. We don't know if they would have done the same thing they did in Minneapolis, where someone couldn't get out of a fire. And these are arsonists. These are people that are trying to destroy everything. We didn't know how many innocent people would have been lost as a result of these thugs running around instilling fear in that community. So you know what? I don't think he regrets it at all. I don't think he regrets it at all. I wouldn't regret being there. I would never regret being there. I wouldn't regret being in jail. I wouldn't regret being on trial. I wouldn't regret any of it. I would not regret it. I wouldn't. That's fine. Um, It's pretty widely accepted 
and and we had a whole episode where we talked about this. Me and you both agreed on this. That if there was in a perfect world, that never would have happened. In a perfect world, we wouldn't need seventeen-year-olds running around with guns to protect businesses from being looted or burned to the ground. Like that's what I'm talking about. In a perfect world, he wouldn't have had to be there. He shouldn't have had to be there, right? The police officers should have actually protected the businesses and the shops. It shouldn't have been up to him, right? It shouldn't have. Right. He shouldn't have been there. In a perfect world, he wouldn't and have had to be there. He wouldn't have had to be there. That's a that's a different conversation. And he shouldn't have been there. He shouldn't have needed to be there. And he shouldn't have been there. But he was there. And when he was there, he 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 operated under the law. Every single thing he did that night was lawful. Everything. And the fact that he is on trial for his life now, because that's what they're trying to throw him at throw at him. Life in prison. It's insanity. It's insanity. Do you, you know what else is insanity? I mean, just so we're clear on what's insane. The, the other part that's insane is the fact that the unequal application of law that applies in this country. You have the three thugs in Chicago who shot into a house, three more that shot back yeah. out, killed one of the guys. No one's charged. No one. Mutual combat. Yet you have Kyle Rittenhouse who goes out there to protect people on the street from these violent, criminal, terroristic thugs. Let's call them what they are. They're trash. And he goes out and puts them down because they're trying to do harm to others. Yeah. Well, and no, do harm put to him. down because they were doing harm to him. Right? Harm to him. That's, that's the But he went rationale. there because they were doing harm to others. He went there to protect other people. He went there to protect yeah, he, that community. He, Okay. Well, That's we what have the clip. For. We have we have the clip of what he said he was doing. He was he went there to help people. He he had a yep. med kit, a first aid kit, and his goal was to help people. And he had his gun, not to stop people from doing property damage, right? But to protect himself if they were to attack him while he was there, trying to help other people. We have that cut. Let's let's skip ahead to cut nine. Cut number nine. So people are getting injured, and our job is to protect this business, and part of my job is to also help people. If there's somebody hurt, I'm running into harm's way. That's why I have my rifle, because I need to protect myself, obviously. But I also have my med kit. So. so he's there to run into harm's way if people are hurt. He has a med kit to help him, and he has a rifle to protect himself. So the basis of his defense is self-defense. Yes. Not, not that he was there protecting rioters or buildings from being looted because the law is not as solid. Like in, in Wisconsin, you're allowed to use deadly force to defend your own property. Correct. You're not allowed to use deadly force to defend someone else's property unless you're licensed. It gets more complicated. So his defense is he was defending himself. And that's, that's an ironclad defense because the kid, they were trying to kill him. And we're going to get through all of that in a little bit. What leftists are freaking out about, what leftists are freaking out about is that the judge is actually looks to be a good judge. It looks like he's actually going to give them a fair shake. Because he wanted to call, I mean, and go ahead, Max. I mean, you, you go ahead and finish this part. Because this, this to me is, was, I, I was fist pumping this morning because it showed, it showed what the justice system is supposed to be. It showed it. Yeah, yeah. It, so the judge... We have the exchange. We have four clips of the exchange between the prosecution and the judge 
where the judge is basically telling them, well, this is what the judge ruled. The judge ruled that the prosecution cannot refer to the three criminals who were shot as victims because that would be too too loaded of a phrase. But the defense can refer can refer to them as rioters, arsonists, and looters if, and this is the if, this is what the media isn't really reporting in their headlines, they can refer to them as that if they can prove during the trial that they were doing those things. So if they can present evidence that someone was looting, they can call them a looter. If they can present evidence that they were rioting or that they were committing arson, they can call them a rioter or an arsonist. That's something that the, the headlines are kind of missing. But that's a huge win. And the prosecution was freaking out over it. So while Joe gets set up with his laptop, let's go ahead and, and go to this. Let's play cut number one. There's another point that I want to make, Your Honor, that, that is uh, akin to what you had said when you ruled against us on the CBS video and on the fight at the lake. Volume. You believed that there was cut one. factual commonality between those prior events and what the defendant did on the Let's replay it from the beginning, can we? What I'm hearing the, the defense say play is, it with for volume. example, Mr. Rosenbaum. The volume's playing. The volume's playing. It's just one-sided. It's, it's, it's mono. So it's only going to be in one ear. Oh, well, so I can't hear playing. it at all. All right. Okay, so let, let's go back and play it. Started fires that night. Well, that has nothing to do with the allegation. That... What's going on? Yeah, you just want to start over? I'll fix it. I was playing. Play, play the cut. Yeah, Everyone can hear it. We'll play, play the cut, cut, but I can't comment on it because I can't hear it, Max. Yeah, I'm going to fix it. Give me one. Why all can't right. you hear it? I can't hear it at all. There's nothing in my ears. So I don't know. We'll come back to it. Okay, well, while they're figuring out the audio technical difficulties, going to remind everyone this podcast sponsored by AirMed Care Network, premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency. You don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you go to the hospital. Anyone who's ever been taken to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and your insurance won't cover it. Well, it only gets more expensive if you go by helicopter. AirMed Care Network exists to make sure that you don't have to pay for that. So if you go to the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. And we're getting echo now. So if, if we can work on that echo, Mr. Producer. All right. So, Max, Kyle Rittenhouse, the, the, the idea that he walked into another city, I think one of the things that the prosecutor is saying specifically is that he crossed state lines and then committed a crime, right? It's in the beginning part of the brief. Yeah, th that, that's one of the crimes, yeah. Right. And so, and, and that he traveled with, they first started, said that he traveled with, and I think they kept that in the brief, they traveled with a gun across state lines and they used that gun to commission of a crime. It yes. sense has come out, and they're still claiming it, though. The sense has come out that that's not what happened and that the, the gun was belonged to someone inside of Kenosha and that he mm -hmm. traveled across state lines and they gave him a rifle and they armed him so yeah. that he could protect himself, which by itself yes. is not illegal. Nope, and we have that image. We put up image eight. This is the Wisconsin law dealing with underage citizens carrying guns. Let me scroll down and find it. Yeah, any person, uh, so if you're underage, you're not allowed to do it, but there's a specific section in this where you're allowed to, where you're allowed to do it if you're under 18, if, if you are carrying a rifle or a shotgun. So he is allowed to. He is legally allowed to. And, and yes, that law was or originally written for hunting, but that does not mean he was on a hunt. It does not say you exclusively can only possess a rifle or shotgun if you are hunting. 
So he was legal. We can take that down. So, Mr. So, Producer, I, I think he fixed it. Do you want to try playing the audio again? Yeah, you should let's go, be able to Let's hear go back that. to cut one. There's another point that I want to make, Your Honor, that, that is uh, akin to what you had said when you ruled against us on the CBS video and on the fight at the lake. You believed that there was no factual commonality between those prior events and what the defendant did on the night of August 25th. What I'm hearing the defense say is, for example, Mr. Rosenbaum started fires that night. Well, that has nothing to do with the allegation that he chased after Mr. Rittenhouse and tried to physically attack him. Arsonist or alleged arson has nothing to do with an alleged physical assault. There is an argument that Mr. Rosenbaum was shouting racial slurs. That has nothing to do with a physical assault. There's an allegation that he's telling other people at, at Ultimate Gas Station to shoot him, which clearly is different than what was going on with Mr. Rittenhouse. Um, he clearly didn't want Mr. Rittenhouse to shoot him, so I don't see that there's any commonality there. So this is, this is bad character evidence, Your Honor. This is an attempt to tell the jury Mr. Rosenbaum's a bad guy and deserved to die. That's really what it is. He, he was an arsonist, he was a rioter, he was starting fights, or not starting fights, he was starting problems, he was disorderly, he was loud, he was uh, whatever. Therefore, he was, it was okay for the defendant to kill him. That's really what's going on here, Your Honor. And that's not at all what 90404 allows. So they're trying to get that taken out, and it continues. I broke it up so we could not play a super long clip. But the next clip is probably more important because you hear the prosecutor literally say it's 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 just arson it's just arson your honor let's go ahead and play that clip this is the prosecutor speaking play cut number two and if if there were any evidence in this case and i would i would love to hear it because i haven't seen it if there was any evidence in this case that mr rosenbaum physically attacked anyone else that night chased anyone else that night assaulted anyone else that night threatened anybody with a weapon that night we can talk about that but i don't hear any evidence to that effect all we're talking about is arson we're talking about being loud and disorderly we're talking about you know being i, mean, I can't believe some of the things you're seeing i mean all we're rioter. talking about is arson come on our arson to a dumpster your honor yes arson to well uh, pushing towards the gas station they claim yeah they, and he whether pushed, it's or not he didn't push it towards the gas station you know, he pushed it in the middle of the road this idea there's a there's a zone where it's it's okay that it's unsafe south of sheridan road because the police are only going or uh, 60th street because the police are only going to uh, uh, uh that far south so i guess everybody lives at his risk uh, past that i don't know what you're saying that's not what i said your honor and mr rosenbaum did not push the dumpster towards a gas station i don't he, well, he I, along with a number of other people were allegedly putting things in the road to block the police bearcats that's what was going on okay that, all right let's talk let's say that's what it is and that has nothing to do with what he alleged was alleged to have done to mr rittenhouse has nothing to do with it they have nothing in common all right uh, do we need any it's insane. It's insane. So, and it recap, wasn't just. Do we have yeah. any pictures of uh, Kenosha, where he said it was just a yeah. dumpster? Because the yeah, the, the arson was not just a dumpster. Let's be really yeah. clear: the arson was not just a dumpster, not at all. It yeah, wasn't. no. The the pro the prosecutor is defending 
The prosecutor's claim is that he can't call him an arsonist because he was just trying to stop the police from getting down the street to stop the arson. I mean, that's, that's what they're claiming, that they put burning dumpster fires in the middle of the street to stop the Bearcats, the police armored vehicles, from getting down the street. That's the claim. And you can hear him saying, it's just arson. And, and the judge says, what are you talking about? It's just arson. Come on, man. You can't just like just discount arson. So why, why don't we discount? Like do, do we have a picture of what happened in uh, uh, Minneapolis? Do we have a picture of that? Of the burned no, out? we don't have that ready to go. But they, the producers can grab one. So I want to talk about this because it's important. When this prosecutor says that, that it's only arson, we can go back and talk about what happened in Minneapolis. In Minneapolis, they went through and burned down buildings. And what was found in one of those buildings after the burned down building happened? What happened? They, they found dead bodies. I mean, they, they found dead bodies in Minneapolis. They found dead bodies in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, so they killed everywhere that people. These, that these rioters yeah. have, have burned down blocks, people have died. Yeah, so they burn down blocks, people die, and you go to Kenosha, and all of a sudden, it's just arson, just a dumpster. Oh, that's right, they burned out an entire uh, car dealership. They burned out an entire block and, and convenience store. But we're not going to talk about that because that's not important. What they're talking about in the context of this is it's just a dumpster fire. That's it. That's all it is. But that's not what it is. What it is is a bunch of violent, radical, leftist, thug terrorists. The trash of our environment out there robbing, looting, stealing, burning, doing everything to instill fear in the community. And by the way, they're all white leftists. That's who they are, a bunch of whiteies, walking around, doing everything they can to destroy everything in their community. Because why not? No accountability, right? This prosecutor talking about just arson? Mm. You mean like the arson that they did in 2020 when arsonists went in and burned more forests in the United States than had happened in the last five years combined? You mean, you mean that type of deal that killed, I don't know, how many people did it kill in California, Max? I mean, there was an old know. couple that was trying to get out, burned them alive in their car, trying to get out of the forest fire. So don't talk to me about the fact that it's just arson. And I'm glad that this judge has enough courage to say, what are you talking about? Is there a limit are we now setting limits for lawlessness? What's, yeah, I, I'm sorry. The, the reason the why they're going after done. Kyle, the reason why they're going after Kyle, who is 100% innocent, I can promise you this. Yeah. If you came after me, if you came after me, and you wanted to take my life, if you wanted to do bodily harm to me, and you had a weapon of any sort, skateboard, can of soup, I'm putting a couple in you. That's just what's going to happen. And I think that any American out there who is under threat of bodily harm for their life should not have to be raped on a train, burned in a building, beat on the street, and have to be subjected to criminal charges for murder because you stopped them from victimizing you. Yeah. And that no, is where we're never, at right now. This shouldn't be in front of the court. This shouldn't, they, he no. shouldn't be charged. And Wisconsin's law, if you go to section 939.48, if we put up image number six, Wisconsin law is clear. You have the right to self-defense. It outlines what your self-defense rights are. That you have the right, that a person's privileged to threaten or intentionally use force against another for the purpose of preventing or terminating what the person reasonably believes to be an unlawful interference with his or her person by such other person. And you can use deadly force when you can reasonably fear for your own life. 
And here's the part where the, the prosecutor's complete case falls apart. If we go to image seven, they're arguing that, that Rittenhouse has no lawful um, excuse for self-defense because he was himself committing a crime. That's their argument. They're wrong. But their but argument not, is what that- What crime is he committing? I'm, I'm explaining the argument. All right. They're wrong. He's not committing a crime. But they're claiming that because he was allegedly committing a crime, he does not have the right to self-defense. And when you go to to Wisconsin, the same part of the Wisconsin Code, you scroll down in the self-defense portion, this is what it says. A person who engages in unlawful conduct of a type of a type likely to provoke others to attack him or her, and thereby, do, thereby does provoke an attack, is not entitled to claim the privilege of self-defense except against such an attack. Except when the attack which ensues is of a type causing the person engaging in the unlawful conduct to reasonably believe that he or she is in imminent danger of death or great bodily harm. In such a case, the person engaging in the unlawful conduct is privileged to act in self-defense, but the person is not privileged to resort to the force, use of force intended or likely to cause death to the other person's assailant unless the person reasonably believes he or she has exhausted every other reasonable means to escape. Now that's, let me just lay it out. Even if Rittenhouse was committing a crime, even if, as long as he had exhausted all of his means of escape, he would still have the right under Wisconsin law to use deadly force to stop people trying to kill him. So even if he wasn't committing a crime, but even if the prosecutors were right, that he illegally possessed the rifle, that he had no business open carrying, even if those claims are true, which they're not, he had every right to defend himself because he did everything in his power to escape the risk to his person. We'll play the clips in a minute. The first, when he went out, when Rosenbaum chased after him, Rittenhouse was running away. He was running away through a car dealership and Rosenbaum cornered him. And you can see in the clip, someone else fires a gunshot into the air. And at that point, Rittenhouse turns around and fires at Rosenbaum because Rosenbaum was closing in on him. He tried to escape. So even if he was breaking the law, he still followed Wisconsin's law as it deals to self-defense. So that's why this this shouldn't be. And if they want to charge him with illegal with illegal possession of the gun, that's a that's a different argument. I think he still wins that case. But even if he was not following the law and what he was doing there, he still had the right to defend himself. And it's it's clear cut. But the problem is the unequal application of law. What they're trying to do is they're trying to muddy the water so much that they get them on something. They want to yeah. punish this 17-year-old kid for standing up for American values. That really is what it comes down to, is that there's a communist ideology that says, hey, you don't get to, it's, it's equal. It's like, it's equity, right? We get to do what we want as long as it fits the narrative of the regime. And that regime, in this case, is going to be Antifa and Black Lives Matter, the two terrorist organizations inside of our country that want to promote and push uh, Marxism and communism across our nation. Right? I mean, we're, we're dealing with, and, and, and here's the problem, Max. Where is the people that are being arrested inside of our leadership for committing crimes? Who, who has stood up and arrested Hunter Biden? Who has stood up and arrested... No, we no one. And, and investigated the Clinton Foundation and Hillary Clinton. Who arrested Hillary Clinton when she used an illegal server and shared classified information? But yet, in 2015, there was a gentleman that was on a, a nuclear sub that took a picture and shared it with his family. 
And that man spent 28 months in prison. In prison, was dishonorably discharged 28 months in prison because he took a picture of top secret material. Yet let's fast forward to what the Biden regime has done, this communist regime that, that is running and has created a coup on the American people that the vote was stolen from, right, from the American people, leaves $80 billion. I'm just going to show you the contrast, right? Leaves $80 billion of equipment so that any of our adversaries, call them adversaries, call them competitors, call them whatever they want, other competing nations across the nation, China, right, China, gets access to all of that equipment, all of that stuff that they can then create more technology around. I mean, it, it, it blows my mind that we do not understand, we can't see it very clearly, that we're, as American people, do not have a voice in our own system. And the only, and this is where it comes down to evicting people and doing things that are, that are necessary, we must evict, we must evict the judiciary. Evict them. And keep the ones that are good. Keep the ones that do the right thing. We must evict the DA's office. We must evict. And there are movies about this, Max. There are movies going back to the 1700s of people walking into town where the sheriff and yeah. his posse are creating havoc. And then you have, you have this, this behavior of, okay, so they're, they're aligning themselves with the criminals. They're creating a criminal enterprise. Then all of a sudden, the good guys fly in, and they take them out. And the, the sheriff comes in and says, we're here to arrest you. And they go, you're not arresting anything. Wider, yeah. That's not, by the way, just a movie. That's a real story. That's that's what really happened in our nation, and we're at that same place. And because the guy stands up on the stage, they get bubbling idiot and says, "You need nuclear weapons and F-16s." I'm going to head right down to the gun store. And I'm going to buy myself both of those things, right? Because we haven't decided yet that we don't really care what they say. Yeah, you're not arresting anyone. Oh, we're going to send in the National Guard to you. Okay. All right, you go ahead and do that. Oh, that's right. That means that people in my own community would have to rise up against people in our own community. That's why they're purging the military and doing the things that they are, so that they can complete this regime change into this communist or Marxist ideology. And now I'm here to tell you this, that the people need to align with what Kyle Rittenhouse has done. He's holding people accountable. And I don't say go out and kill people. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that when communism or Marxism or these radical elements of terrorists come into our community, we have a obligation. We don't have a choice to make. We have an obligation to use this thing called the Constitution and eradicate and push out all of these radical elements that are trying to destroy opportunity for your children. And when they come into school boards and they do those things and they do all the things that they do on a regular basis, gender fluidity, where they're trying to basically recruit your kids to be gay, recruit your kids to be gay, recruit, groom, abuse, sexually assault, let's call this what it is, then we have an obligation to push it out. And at least we have one judge. We've, we've identified one judge. So now, guys, put that on the list. One good judge. And over here, we know we have at least a few bad judges in Colorado. There's bad judges all over the country. We have Supreme Court justices as well. Pieces of trash, right? And this is where, this is where we have to align ourselves with the idea that, that when this is all done with, Kyle's found not guilty, because I believe that's what's going to happen. When he's found not guilty, or when they go to protest on the street and say that if they find him not guilty, same thing that they did up to that police officer in Minneapolis, now we show up. I'll be there. I'll, I'll show up. I will show up. I will be right there. 
So when you say that, hey, when he's found not guilty, we'll just burn the place down, we will kick your teeth in. I will show up for that. Here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. We're going to watch the clips of the actual shootings in a second. But when you watch it, anyone who has a background or has taken any self-defense classes or even just has a cursory knowledge of what self-defense law generally states, obviously each state is different. But anyone who watches it understanding what self-defense is understands, okay, a guy runs up to Kyle Rittenhouse holding a gun, pretends to surrender, and then runs back at him with the gun. That Kyle Rittenhouse has every right to be in fear for his life in that moment. Right. Right. Anyone who understands self-defense, the concept of self-defense, can see a video of a of an, a teenager or like a 20-something bashing a 17-year-old with a skateboard while he is on the ground. And you can understand that that 17-year-old has the right when he's being bashed with a skateboard to be in fear for his life. The problem is, and this is a problem that has gotten really bad in this country, I don't understand how a leftist or anyone for that matter, could look at that same video and say, oh no, Kyle Rittenhouse had to just sit there and die. He had no right to defend himself because that's what the left is claiming. When the left says that Kyle Rittenhouse is a murderer, they're saying he has no right to defend himself. Even if he, let, let's just, again, hypothetical, even if he killed Rosenbaum and it was murder, even if it, which it wasn't, but even if it was, as he's fleeing that scene, that does not give the mob the right to lynch him. So, and so that is what, is what Wisconsin law states. Even if he did murder someone, as he is running away, he still has the right to defend himself from third parties who weren't over there just trying to lynch him in the street. 100%. 100%. But, but, that's, but, that, but th there's another thing that we should be talking about, and that is, first of all, he's not guilty of murder in any of these cases. I don't want to say no, he's even not. if. I don't want to say, but, I don't want to utter just, the words I'm even showing if. How, how weak their argument is. Because even if, it still would fall apart. My issue, my specific issue with all of this is that it's a political battle in order to destroy the lives of the innocent. I mean, if we, if we just boil it down. See, I, I like to keep it simple. The election was stolen. We know the election was stolen. Why? Because of deviations. Deviations of behavior, tech, law, and math and science. It's pretty easy, right? I don't have to get too complicated on it. And when we look at this, I want to make it very clear. He was in threat of bodily arm, of harm in the moment. He made a decision. There was an action that caused that to happen. The only thing that they can judge is the action. Was the action something that could have resulted in severe bodily harm? And the answer is yes in all three accounts. All three. So yeah. at that point, the rest of it doesn't matter. I, I can get into it. But they politically put this together. They politically put this into a little basket and said, all right, we're going to go after the innocent. We're going to make you innocent. We're going to make innocent the perpetrator, and we're going to make the victim the person that is actually perpetrating against the victim. Do you know why they're doing it? No. It's race. It's race. Kyle Rittenhouse is a white kid. Well, I don't. You know, look. I, I was I was I was watching clips from Black News Channel this morning, right, and listen. and they're treating him. They're treating him like he was out there indiscriminately mass murdering people. Yeah. It's but a it's race not, thing, Joe. Yeah, no, no, now, that, on, that's, that's the On the left, it's division. a race thing. That, no, no, it's not. Not on the left, on the radical left. Not on the left, okay. on the radical left. The, well, look, does the MSNBC fall on the radical, radical left? What's that? MSNBC is radical left? 100%. 100%. Okay, well, CNN, radical the, left. The leftist establishment. I mean, the radical left, left is establishment. center, they're all saying he's a murderer. No, they're not, though. 
I mean, I had a conversation with a couple buddies of mine. And look, I, I want to be really clear. If we're going to bridge this, this chasm and bring people to a place where they're American, like here's the values. Do you believe in the Constitution? I mean, this is the conversation I had last night with a friend of mine, who, by the way, is a staunch Democrat, was, is red-pilling himself, and it's unbelievable. I go, hey, brother, how's that red pill going down? He goes, it's stuck in my throat. <laughs> and I went, I went, it's stuck in your throat. He goes, yeah, man. And it's leaking into my stomach. Like the, the bottom part of the pill is like leaking into my stomach and it's pissing me off. And I go, well, bro, talk to me. How's it going? And he goes, Joe, Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent. And he goes, look, I, and by the way, my buddy, black dude, right? And frankly, he's a guy that, for the first part of his life, chose the wrong life. I've been in a mentoring relationship with this guy for 15 years. I used to play basketball with him. I used to play football with him. I used to hang out with him all the time. And then I finally got to that place where I'm like, listen, I mean, I, I'm like, hey, listen, I, I think maybe we should go down this path. Maybe, maybe you should be looking at, I, I mean, I remember the first time that I talked to him 13 years ago about Jesus. I, I sat down with him, and I was like, I want to talk to you about Jesus. He goes, are you kidding me? Really? Is that, our car? Is that what we're going to talk about? Can, can I get a drink first? And I'm like, no, I want to talk to you about Jesus. And I sat down and talked to him about Jesus. And for, for a part of his life, he got himself in a lot of trouble. And then he got married as a result of those conversations that I had with him and others. There's two other people that were in our little group. And he's like, look, I'm, he, he's a Democrat. He, I mean, he's a staunch Democrat. I mean, he used to send me stuff on Bernie Sanders, like, wouldn't this be great? Wouldn't this be great? And last night, here's the, th here's the thing that he said, Joe, and I know he's listening to me because I told him I was going to bring him up today, and I'm proud of you. I just want you to know that I'm, pr I'm proud of the man that you've become, and your kids are too, and I just, I love you. I want him to know that I love him. But he's a Democrat. He's one of the people that came to me and said, Joe, you can't put all Democrats in the same bu bunch. You can't. And I'm like, yes, I can, because you're complicit. I, I did the same thing, walked through it. And he goes, Joe, remember what you told me about Muslims? Because he was, he was a, a, Republic, or a Democrat that hated Muslims because of what happened on September 11th. He hated it. He, I mean, he was, he was in that group that he says, oh, man, those, those, those Muslims, look what they did. And I'm like, look, I've spent a lot of time in the Middle East. These are great people. There's a lot of really good people over in these countries. And we can't put them all in one basket. He goes, where's that guy? Right? So I just want to, be, I want to be really careful that Brandon Straka has gotten Democrats to walk away from the Democrat Party. The largest growing segment, political segment in our country, is independents. It's not Democrats or Republicans. It's independents. Like, independents are growing. And the ideological, ideological difference in that independent group is typically social sphere, right? Social constructs of what they believe. Now, but they're they walking away because the radical left is becoming the left. No, no, no. The, no, the, the radical left the is radical hijacking left the, left the messaging, is hijacking the, the mouthpiece. But for him to come and talk to me, and look, I, I don't want to get onto semantics and start talking about, hey, listen, I, that I'm apologizing for anyone on the radical left. That's not what I'm doing. The radical left is trash. They are liars. They are liars. Just so you know, in, in Colorado, there's a school board uh, race that's happening. They... They've made me the target in Colorado. They, they're actually making stories about me. I'm in every story. 1,300 stories over 45 days have been written about me. And about 1,200 of those are just bad stories. They're lies. And I got to go ahead and check them off and, and, and 
Make sure that I go through the process of, hey, this isn't true, this isn't true, this isn't true, right? But now the lies have gotten so deep that they've called FEC United a militia group, which it's not. They have, they have called me a right-wing conspiracy theorist. But I, I never talked about conspiracies. I talked about truth. The election was stolen. They talk about the fact that I'm a, a, a far-left guy. I'm not, I've never been far-left about anything in my life except for abortion. I'm anti-abortion. I will never be pro-choice. I will always be pro-life. But you can't sit here and say that. And the same thing could be about my friend who's a Democrat who I've been trying to red pill. And I joke with the people that I talk to all the time about red pilling. So I just want to put it out there that if you have Democrat friends, the game's not over. The game's not over. If we figure out a way to have a conversation with them saying, do you support this? And he goes, look, I would rather have, he said these words. I'm, I'm telling on you. I might even say your name just because, <laughs> actually, I told him I wouldn't. He said, I'd rather have Trump in office right now. He said, Trump is a safer bet for this nation. And I go, do you realize what you just said? Now, there are other things that he does not agree with. You know, he's a black man living in America. He's dealt with people calling him bad names. But he doesn't align himself with BLM. He doesn't align himself with Antifa. So where do we leave him if he's a Democrat in, in the Democrat Party and has been hijacked by the radical left? And these are questions that I have. This isn't, I haven't figured this out in my head yet, Max, but I don't want to say that Democrats represent all, I think that the classical liberals represent a larger portion of that, and they're hijacked by the megaphone. I feel like classical liberals is a cop out. I don't. I uh, okay. I, I, then, then what is a I Republican? Like is. What is a Republican? What's well, you're, Dan Crenshaw? You're, Dan not, you're Crenshaw? not a classical liberal, so you don't have to take personal offense with me no. saying I think when liberals say they're classical liberals, I think it's a cop out. You don't have okay, to take so, personal offense with but, that. That's just then, my personal opinion. But then, then let's ask the question about the Republican side as well. What does Republican mean? No, I, I, I think it, I think it's also equally like ridiculous when someone claims they're conservative and they really aren't. Like, or, or someone who's a Republican says, but like, who's oh, I'm, making I'm, that I'm, judgment. I'm for free who's markets. That, who's making that judgment? Well, people who's can make whatever judgment, judgment they not, want. So, so I make the judgment call on whether or not you're a true Republican, right? Not based on some ideological difference, because many Republicans, by the way, many, that are pro-choice. Not for themselves, but saying, I don't want to take it away from someone else. There's a large portion of, of Republicans that feel that way. A large, right? And in the independent market... About 60% of the independents believe in pro-life. 60%. So, and I know that that's not what this is about, but what this is about is the fact that there are no definitives. There are no definitives. There's just bad people, and there's ideological warfare that we're playing right now. And that ideological warfare is this radical leftist, communist ideology. So there's Americans on one side, and there are communists on the other. And if we make that d determination right now, then it becomes very easy for us to eliminate people inside of positions of trust and authority, right? Judiciary, legislative group, and on the executive side to eliminate those people based on that political ideology. It becomes a lot easier. So we have a lot of clips that we need to get through, but before we do, we gotta remind everyone that we are sponsored by Liberal, uh, Liberty Cigars, Liberty Cigars Patriot Organization. Now, do you know, Joe, when during the American Revolution, George Washington, when he's writing the Continental Congress, He's asking them to send money. Send us money. We need more money. We need more money. And at the end of the letter, one of these letters, he said, if you can't send me money, send me tobacco. It's a great story. And Liberty Cigars has it on their site. So check out Liberty Cigars. Go to libertycigars.com. And when you use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, -E, they're going to give you a free Patrick Henry cigar on all orders over $76. 
Again, that's LibertyCigars.com. Use promo code BEFREE and get a free Patrick Henry cigar on all orders over $76. There, Joe? Yeah, I'm here. So it's obvious to anyone watching. And, And when I said earlier that I think that Rittenhouse shouldn't have been there, I think it's in the same vein that um, the Trayvon Martin shooting never should have happened. Like it, it's things that we just wish didn't happen. But while he's there, it, it, the the video is clear. The video is clear that he was absolutely assaulted. And what we heard from the prosecutors was a claim, was a claim that they had no right to show earlier video that Rosenbaum was verbally uh, like entering into a verbal altercation with. Rittenhouse. I want to play that clip because, yes, he does tell him, go ahead and shoot me, and he does drop the N-word, so viewer, listener discretion, viewer discretion advised. This speaks to Rosenbaum's state of mind as he later ch- chases chases Rittenhouse into that parking lot and corners him. So let's play this cut. This is cut number 10. There he is in red right there. That's him in red. Here comes back in that red shirt. So you can see, obviously, there's a little scuffle. Both sides are armed are obviously agitated, but he forces his way through the crowd to deliberately agitate them further. So that alone under Wisconsin law, that verbal altercation, he started that altercation. Then when he chases Rittenhouse after basically taunting him to shoot him, when he chases Rittenhouse into that parking lot, he again is starting an altercation. Let's play this really quick. Cut number 11. He shot him. Get back. Shot him, man. He shot him. Shot him, man. He laid him out. He laid him out, you guys. He laid him out. So if we pause it, if we pause it, what you can hear in there is there's a single shot. And then you hear bang 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 afterwards that first shot was not rittenhouse right to understand the the geometry the geography of it rittenhouse is running into that parking lot he's being chased by rosenbaum behind rosenbaum someone lets out a shot at that point rittenhouse turned around because he obviously heard a gunshot behind him turned around and saw rosenbaum 
closing in on him. So in that moment, in that moment, Joe, when you are 17 years old, running away from someone who we have to point out, we have to point out is a convicted criminal. Like, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it. I think I have that up on one of these. Um, maybe I didn't Maybe I didn't save it. So, so he, let he's me, convi- let me, I believe he's like a child molester, if my memory pedoph- serves correctly. He's correct. a pedophile, yes. But, I mean, that, that does not... Okay, so I want to be really clear. Under the law, under the law, who he what he violated before does not come into play with why he was shot. He was shot because no. he was going after Kyle Rittenhouse and he was trying to cause bodily, yeah. uh, extreme bodily harm. But when a man who is pre- has a previous record, because his record is important, his record predisposition yeah, to hurt when children, he ha- when he has a record of abusing children, and his the last moments of his life was him chasing a child into a dimly lit gas station at night with pandemonium happening around him, right? Yeah, no, obviously, whatever he did to a child in the past doesn't directly affect this, but it speaks to, as you said, his disposition. If someone abuses children and and he's convicted, right, this shows a pattern of him chasing a child into a parking lot. And, and yeah, he was killed because I, I don't think he would have been killed if someone else didn't shoot a shot behind him. That one shot that went off behind him that triggered that caused Rittenhouse to turn around. That's what caused it. Because when you are running away, you don't know where the shot came from. You don't know if Rosenbaum has the gun, if he's the one who shot at you. You hear a gunshot, you turn around, all you see is this guy barreling, uh, barreling down towards you. You open fire and kill him. There's no way to tell. He and 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 he doesn't have to prove that Rosenbaum was going to kill him. All he has to be able to prove is that it was reasonable for him to believe he was at risk of death or serious bodily harm. That's it. And the fact that he ran away and Rosenbaum chased him allows him, even if he was, which he wasn't, but even if he was committing a crime by having that gun in his hand, the fact that he tried to flee and Rosenbaum chased him clears him of the murder, absolutely clears him of the murder. But it gets worse, Joe. It gets worse because as he's leaving that scene, first of all, he did call police. So he shot Rosenbaum, and then he picked up the phone and called police, called 911 to try and get an ambulance to help him. But he sees the crowd coming around him and says, I'm going to get lynched. I'm going to get killed. I have to leave. So as he's leaving, I I don't know if we've ever played this on the air before. I, I hadn't seen this one before. They've gotten a lot of videos. Um, as part of the legal process that I don't think we saw originally. Maybe we did. But as he's leaving, the crowd is kind of gathering around him and someone shouts out, someone cranium that boy. Let's play this clip. Cut number 12. Dude shot him. Cranium that boy. He just shot a man. He's right here in his head in his head. Cranium that boy. He just shot that man. So they know that he's a boy. Yeah. So they know he's a minor, or at least they, they have the impression that he's a minor. Right? Yeah. And he's leaving. He's not trying to harm and anybody advocating, else. advocating his death. Yeah. yeah. So, he, again, I, I'm not saying he did, but let, just to just present it, even if the, the left, if, even if the pro- prosecutors were right, even if he did murder Rosenbaum, it does not give the mob the right to murder him while he is fleeing. 
that does not give them the right to do that. Wisconsin law is clear. Even if he was a murderer, and he isn't, he has the right to flee. He has the right to, to exercise self-defense while fleeing. And we saw, Joe, that when he did flee, the mob surrounded him. And the mob tried to take his gun away, presumably to kill him. And they did physically attack him. Any comments before we play that clip? No, let's go. All right, let's play. This, we're going to skip one. We're going to go to cut number 14. He shot two people, he shot at three. He then proceeds to jog to police. And it's a little blurry, so we're going to put up some screenshots. Wait, wait, wait. So I want to point something out. We go back to that video. Um, there were several shots that happened after that where people were shooting at him. Yeah, yeah. There were other people shooting at him. Yeah, none of those people have been charged. Let's, let's go ahead and replay that if we can. Let's replay it one more time. Discretion play from the beginning. Yeah, you hear the other shots. Right here. First One. of all, the luckiest, they're still going. Boom, boom. That's other people. That's not him. Yeah. First of all, luckiest guy in the world is the first guy who he shot at. How he walked away without a scratch on him, I have no clue. Luckiest guy in the world. And again, he, the discipline he, from a kid that age under yeah. in, in those conditions, I mean, it's unbelievable. That, that's not that someone out for blood. Yeah, no. no, I mean, the entire, from start to finish, his discipline is, is really, really commendable. The insanity, though, he's, th there's, a, there's a kid running down the street with a rifle, and someone comes up and tries to sucker punch him. You see that in the beginning part and of that he clip? keeps going. And you can, hear, you can hear other people in the crowd go, oh, as if like, oh, you got him. You sucker punched him. Like, oh, it, it's so childish. The guy has a gun. It, it, who in their right mind would go and try and sucker punch someone with a gun? And also, who would be like, oh, you got him? He gets knocked to the ground, and we have the different clips. So the one guy, I don't know how he got away unscathed. I, I have no clue. But if we put up image number 15, this is, where... this is the moment before he shot the other guy. The guy hit him in the head with a skateboard. No, it's a skateboard. It's not. It's not a bat, but it's still a weapon. And it can be. And hitting someone in the head, yes, yes, you can kill someone with a skateboard. Absolutely. This is a 17-year-old on the ground being hit in the head with a skateboard, and the prosecution is arguing that in this moment he does not have the right to defend himself. In this moment, he had it coming. He has to let this guy dome him with with the uh, with the skateboard, and he just has to take it. He says, "Take it. Oh, you gotta let him hit you in the head." In the dome, you gotta just take it. 
You have no right to self-defense. It's a ludicrous argument. Of course he has the right to self-defense when someone is bashing his head in with a skateboard. If we go to image 16, the second person who got shot here, you can clearly see he was holding a gun. He was holding a gun. He ran up to Kyle Rittenhouse holding a gun. And in the video, you can see he stops, backs up, pretends to surrender. Kyle doesn't shoot him when he puts his hand up. And then the guy with the gun starts lunging back towards him. And only then does Kyle shoot him. So again, incredible, incredible discipline. Because if he had shot him when his hands were up, that's a different story under the law. If someone, if someone backs up, puts their hands up, you can't argue credibly that you were put in that very up. moment, that instant. Yeah, you couldn't argue. Put but his hands up, that he, he had a gun in his hand. Put him down. So you yeah, know Kyle was watching him. Up. So as soon as he put his yeah. hands down and came at him at that yeah. moment, he, and he has a gun in his hand, Kyle, he's lucky Kyle didn't unload on that guy. Yeah. Because yeah. I got to tell and you, didn't if unload. you would have come at me, if you would have come at me with a gun, if you would have come at me with a gun, Right? I wouldn't have shot one shot. No, I would have shot I would have. a few times. Oh, yeah. We, we fire to stop the threat. You fire to stop the threat. You also want to make sure you don't run out of ammo. Because in that situation, I don't know how many magazines he had on him. Right? But in that situation where you're getting, you're getting hounded, a magazine change, even if you're really good at it, oh, could no, be I the can, end. I can, right? I can drop a mag, put a mag in, okay. and... Point four seconds. Okay. Well, when <laughs> you're when you're on the down. ground, boop, 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 boop. when you're on the ground getting rolled around, getting hit with a skateboard, the the time gets a little long, a little longer, right? No. So he, they can't even say. But <laughs> like him. the prosecutor, tell him, Mr. Producer, yeah. tell him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not too worried about the mag change, but but uh, the, right. again, it speaks to Kyle's disposition not to want to <laughs> actually kill people that he only fired one shot hey gw uh gw says no longer a funny bone i think he shot he, i think you're referring to the fact he shot him in the arm because he doesn't no longer has a funny we've bone. got that image he, he shot one yeah, we had that image he shot the other guy in the nuts you know that right the other one he killed he shot him in the groin oh really yeah so he's like he's he's the guy at the range that like isn't aiming for center mass. He's like aiming for like when we used to go to the yeah. range. We used to shoot for the clips, mm -hmm. the actual clips holding up the paper. Um, <laughs> he was aiming for different parts of the body. But the thing is, like, <sighs> e even if he could, right, the prosecutors could go after him if he unloaded his magazine into a guy. The prosecutors could say that was excessive. Now it really isn't. You have, you have the right in that situation to fire as many rounds as you deem necessary to neutralize the threat. But if he did unload his mag, they could argue it was excessive. They can't because he really was exercising great trigger discipline. And he was only firing as many times as was absolutely necessary. And we do have that clip. Viewer discretion advised, it is a little gory. We do have that clip. Go ahead, put up image 17. Image 17. This is the third person who shot. You see, again, he's holding the gun. And Kyle shot him in the arm. Shot him in the arm. Now, uh, yeah, it could have been a little better. He could have aimed for a little bit more center mass, but he neutralized the threat because that guy didn't fire his gun at him. That guy went away. He left. Interestingly enough, this individual is suing the city, or at least he was. I don't know if he still is. He was suing the city of Kenosha, claiming that they owe him money for his arm. I don't really know. Holding a gun. There. And, and, by the way, can he hold a gun? Can he hold a gun? Is well, he allowed so to own a gun? Well, is he allowed well, to own a gun? 
that's the debate. There, there's I've seen debates over whether or not he was actually a prohibited person. Some people say he was. Some people say he wasn't. Depending on what kind of crime it really, I, I haven't looked into enough of the state laws where he committed the crimes, because in some states it would make him a prohibited person. I've seen some people say he wasn't, but he was absolutely committing a crime with that gun. He's still when a kid the falls gun. on the ground. Yeah, you think you'd put the gun, the gun down? Like I mean, at that yeah. point, drop the put the gun somewhere. They're going to take a picture of you. When they do and you have a gun out and you got shot, you deserve to get shot. And here's how you know that there actually is injustice. He isn't being charged with a crime. How? They could get him on how? illegal gun possession. How? They could get him on brandishing. They're not charging him. Because he's the victim. Remember, the prosecutor says he's the victim. Yeah. And, the victim. and you heard the judge do not refer to them as victims. You can refer them yeah. as rioters and looters, but they're not victims. And well, this is where you see the the messiness and the whole, you know, racism and the lines that they're trying to divide people across. Yeah. Because like it's race when it's Kyle, because that's the the technique that they're using. That's the the trick that they're playing. But then when it's the Antifa guy, when it's you know on one of their other causes, all of a sudden then they they can't use that card to, to the yeah. same effect. No, it's it's abs race absolutely plays a role, and at the very least, what the far left is saying about this. If we put up my screen. This is one of the videos going viral right now on social media comparing Kyle Rittenhouse to Trayvon Martin. And, and, and they're trying to claim, they're trying to claim that white people get away with mass murder and black people don't. Interestingly enough, if you, if you look at the, one of the most recent school shootings, it was an African-American who shot at school. And apparently the, he actually has a, a claim to self-defense. I don't know if it'll hold up. But he got released on bond. He was at home celebrating. So the, the notion that Kyle Rittenhouse is somehow enjoying white privilege when we've seen high profile African-Americans or just to borrow the term people of color commit violent crimes and just get off the hook. It's laughable. So, but there absolutely so, is a racial so component here's, to this. Here's, here's the thing, right? I want to just be really clear. You have... You have white on white crime, you have black on black crime, you have black on white crime, you have white on black crime. You got all sorts of crime, right? It's an individual action. You got to make a decision on whether or not you put yourself in a position where you're going to be the victim or you're going to be the, the perpetrator. You, you have to make that decision. And people individually make those decisions. I have a lot of black friends. I have a lot. And as a result, you have people that walk around saying, oh, I can't be a racist because I have, I have black friends. I have a interracial family, right? Now, when I get pulled over, I don't get the benefit of saying any of that. People look at me like, this is a white guy. So I get pulled over less in some areas, like Denver, LA. There is such thing as driving while black. In this case, though, the media is trying to, and by the way, it only happens in Democrat-controlled environments, for the most part. Most of the, the racial profiling and the things that are happening and all the stuff that's happening inside of, like, Minneapolis and L.A. and all this stuff, all that stuff is happening with Democrat leadership. Like, they're the ones that are actually perpetuating this. They're the ones building the ethos to go after people of color, black people, Hispanic people, so on and so forth. But in this case, they want to muddy the water. And this is what I was talking about before, Max. They want to muddy the water on the reality, the truth. They want to muddle the water and they want to create chaos because if they do that, they can have this high justification of, of making the person that's the perpetrator the victim. Yeah. They can do that. 
because the chaos yeah. creates enough clouds that you can't really see where the target is. So then you, you come out of it, you have the sand in your eyes, and you're like, oh, that kid over there, he did it. Oh, he must be a racist because of the chaos that they create, because of the propaganda they put in front of you. It's the same thing they did with critical race theory, same thing they do with gender fluidity, is that, oh yeah, oh, homosexuals are, they're the victims. They're the victims. Yeah. Everyone that's all homosexual is treated badly. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. It's not true at all. Matter yeah, of fact, 99% of the time, that's not true. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I know a ton of people who've been pulled over, and it, it's very clearly that, very clear they were pulled over because they were black. Um, which is terrible. You also understand, though, that bias is part of everything we do. Yeah. We have our own biases. Right. And if we didn't have our own biases, if we didn't have our own um, risk assessment, we'd, we'd be dead, right? Every day we use these biases. We, we look at the world around us and we make certain assumptions that are designed to keep us alive. Now, a yeah. police officer, police officers aren't all bad. They're not. Very clearly not all bad. There's some bad ones. But they're not in but my neighborhood. That's but majority. They are in downtown areas. They're, there's a lot yeah. of bad police officers in Detroit. Not just me, not Detroit. But the majority of police officers are good. Detroit is actually run by a really good chief. He's a really good chief, right? But let's take uh, Washington D.C., right? Let's let's take Los Angeles. I mean, these these places are hell holes yeah. for people to live in, yeah. because the police are attacking them as as people, but not arresting yeah. the criminals in the street. That, that's when I tell you that the criminals and the police align perfectly. I don't back the blue the in, challenge. in some of these areas. Well, did, on a quick note on Detroit, Detroit has actually been a lot better a lot than better. it was decades ago. So yeah. th this is something that like no one except likes to talk about. Except for the response times. Well, except for the response, the response times. I, I don't, yeah. I don't mean, uh, yeah, that I don't mean. That's still a mess. They're better but, when they show up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the 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 actual police officers are, are much much better than they used to be years ago. They it, this was really interesting. They were pushing this diversity, uh, you know, basically like a quota thing because they wanted to have black officers because Detroit was black and there was this big political stunt. So they were actually. Uh, they were actually releasing felons like they were actually bringing in people released with uh, yeah. with felony charges like rape and assault. And they were actually bringing them on as officers because they were black and they could get the quotas. It was crazy. Yeah. It, it yeah. is. Well, what, 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 I, what I was saying, though, is when a, when you look at a, a city like Chicago and you look at the police department in Chicago and you can see that 100 percent of the time that an officer has taken fire in a given year the person opening fire on them happened to be black or as the left would say, a person of color, right? That doesn't mean that every black person that they encounter automatically wants to kill them. But you can understand how if, and when officers keep taking fire from certain sections of the population that they get very nervous when they're alone at night pulling up to a car in that same neighborhood, right? It, it, it's part of the biases. And the, the the unfortunate truth is if police officers truly were to take all of the, these biases and put them aside, right, and, and not and not keep their hand on their gun when they're approaching certain cars in certain neighborhoods, right? If they were to do that, the result would be dead cops. So there has to be a middle ground where, where cops don't discriminate against people, right? Don't violate their rights, don't abuse them. That's true. But you also have to let police officers enforce the law, right? but also do policing based on their own experiences. Because the minute that you tell them to push all of their own experiences out and to not even consider it when they're making decisions, that's when you're gonna get a lot of dead cops. So that, that's kind of the middle ground we have to find. We can't just say, oh yeah, you, you, you're not allowed to uh, worry about 
an African-American driver in the inner city in the hood late at night. You're not allowed to worry if he has a gun. Well, that officer probably has taken a couple of shots at him over the over recent months. He has every right to be worried about that. That's what we need to find. We need to find that middle ground. And Lawman in the comment section, he just said, right on target, Max. <laughs> so we, uh, we're out of time. Today. We are. And, and I, want, I want everybody to understand that um, I, and, and, uh, there are some definitives that we can, that we can, we can hold to. One, right, these are my definitives. This is my truth. Nope, 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 nope. This is, this is absolute truth. The absolute truth is this. In our country, we are, we are ruled by this thing called the Constitution. The Constitution is very definitive on your rights. It's very definitive on the things that we're supposed to run our country by. I like to simplify things, so let's simplify this. If you look at the Constitution, it becomes very clear on a right to bear arms. It becomes very clear on to have a well-organized militia. Now, the left has said that being a militia is bad. See, they've created that connotation as bad. Hopefully the left picks up the fact that the word Coomer is bad too. <laughs> It'd be nice. On, on our side, we look for ethical and moral standards. Those standards are written by or driven by, right? Ethic, those values are driven by faith, typically, right? And the, the, the rule of law, which is the Constitution. I come back to it. It does not take a rocket scientist to figure out that the radical left are very evil, right? Let's make it really simple. They are evil. They are not wrong. They are not misguided. They are not, you know, complicit, head in the sand. They're evil. The radical left is evil. They're terroristic. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out, and this is why. We have a constitution in our country. When you lie, cheat, steal, loot, create fear, when you try to instill fear in the community, when you try to intimidate, bully in the community, that goes against ethical character. It goes against just the, the, the basic principles of how to run your society. The basic principles. I mean, even like don't kill, right? It's a basic deal. Just don't kill anyone. Don't rape anyone. When the radical left adopts and the media adapts to the idea that it's not a rape victim, it's a unconsensual sex. When we're related to the kid that actually raped that girl twice in a bathroom, right? Then you know that the radical left is evil. They're not wrong. They're not misguided. They're evil. And we know that MSNBC and CNN and these others are written by, are, are driven by evil, evil, evil people because it violates the basic principles of humanity. Basic. So when somebody says, oh, let's give them a little bit of a free pass. Let's say AOC is maybe not bad. Maybe some of the stuff, like, you know, climate control, I don't agree with it, but it's not bad. It violates the very principle, the essence of humanity. And when it does, that means you're dealing with the ultimate evil in our society. End stop. Boys are boys, yeah. girls are girls. If you look down and you have a thing there, you're a boy. If you look down and you don't, you're a girl. You, it doesn't matter if you cut it off, you're still a boy. You wanna know why? Because you have XXXY chromosomes. You're either a boy or a girl. Yeah. So the whole transsexual deal, that's all bogus. The whole, you can make a choice on what you want to be, pink dinosaur, it's all bogus. They're all lies designed to get back to creating clouds, creating chaos, so that you can't see what's right in front of you. And what's right in front of you is the demise of our nation unless we decide to stand up. 
Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent. He's innocent because the reason why he went out there was to serve and protect his community. And that's what it means. That's what the Second Amendment specifically says, is that I have the ability to defend people in my own community. I have that ability. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Well, just to piggyback off of that, um, something very, I, I don't like to follow this news, but every now and then something comes up really interesting. If we put up my screen last bit, there is a fight going on in the LGBTQ, ABCDGAY community because lesbian dating sites are being overrun by trans women and lesbians are complaining that they're going on dates with people they believe to be lesbian women and they end up being men and they get pressured into having sex. Well, that's that's rape, first of all. Um, so <laughs> this is a big problem and you can see the media isn't even calling it what it is, right? It, that, that's That's rape. But nope, they're still afraid to call it what it is because you can't, as Ms., as Dave Chappelle would say, you can't offend the T's. Yes, we can. You cannot offend the T's. I can, I can offend anybody I want. That's, I know, that's you can the, offend. I'm, I'm say, saying, amendment. I know, I know. I'm just saying and generally. It, and if the truth offends you, if the truth offends you, no, I agree. But if the truth offends you, if the truth offends you, then I'm sorry. Then you're just stupid because the truth is what the truth is. The truth isn't your truth. It isn't subjective truth. You can't make up truth and say, but it's my truth. No, there is only one truth. Look down, you got something? You're a man. And as Zach just said. Not was, on I, lesbian websites. That's what I'm saying. Not on the lesbian websites. <laughs> it's getting weird. No, 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 no. It's getting weird. I like the way Zach puts it. You're a transgender female, or excuse me, a transgender male, not a female. You're a transgender yeah, no. male, not a male, or not a woman. When, when a male pretends he's a woman and wants to date women, that's just, that's just a heterosexual relationship. But oh. they claim that even if they do have a penis, they claim that that is a lesbian relationship. That's how weird this is getting. Right? Because they identify as women. They want, they, they, if they date a woman, they want it to be a lesbian relationship. And lesbians are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we, we're not down for this. This is weird. So Dave Chappelle was right when he talks about the T's. If you go back and watch Sticks and Stones, talks about all the different LGBT. Oh, and they're offended. In, in the car. <laughs> they're offended. Cousin Ed is offended. Cousin Ed is offended. The Sean Beatles of the world who are sick in the head, the, those people are offended. Yeah. Offended. Yeah. I'm offended. I'm offended that you're a Dave freak. Chappelle, Dave Chappelle Bye. is not offended. Dave Chappelle is going on a nationwide tour because they're trying to cancel him so they won't play his documentary. So he's going around the country and playing the documentary for people in arenas. Hey, listen, so. that's what we're doing with uh, The Deep Rig. And you can still get the deep rig movie dot online. Yeah. Well, that's, we're, we're way over time. So um, three days, by the way, left to talk it's about been three days. What's three days. It's been three days since we uncovered the fact that beagles are being killed by Fauci yeah. and uh, tortured, that animals are being tortured. And by the way, PETA is not saying anything about it. They're now they're over. Well, they are. They're just not mentioning Fauci. They're, no, they're it's, just they're not over mentioning it. They're Fauci. over it. It's, the, yeah. it's, it's yeah. old news. This is what I talk the about. The monkeys about are worse. I don't want to take too much time. You see what they're doing with the monkeys? The monkeys. Oh, you haven't, yeah, you you haven't heard? Yeah, no, you have children? you seen what they're doing with the monkeys? How about the children in New York that have AIDS, the yeah. orphans in New York? Well, I, I haven't looked into that enough, but I know that the monkeys, that they're actually, they took off the top of their skulls and they used acid to burn away certain parts of their brain so that they would have a, a stronger fear response and then subjected the monkeys to like scary things just to see what happens. Like that's what they did. 
So um, there's a thing coming out about what they're doing to orphaned uh, children who have AIDS out of New York City. It's a real thing. It's not a lie. It's a real thing. Our government, our, in the case of science, are taking children who are born with AIDS, who are orphans, and they are torturing those kids. Yeah, I got to read into that. I, I know that the headline was that they are they're doing like experimentation. That was the headline I saw. I just need to look into it to see whether it's like saying like, hey, these kids have AIDS. We need to give them these these uh, emerging drugs, even though they're not fully approved. We want to save their life because that kind of experimentation, that's right to try. That's a centerpiece of of the Trump administration. Right. Help letting people do that. If it's if it's forcing them to do something that we know will make it worse just to see what these happens. Are orphans. These that's are children. A, yeah, I know. So, so who's making I, the decision I haven't read for these it. children? I haven't read into it yet. Who's, who's making the decision for them? Uh-huh. Who's advocating the for state, them? The state. Who, the state. Who's, who's the advocate for these children? The state. The state. The state. Dyphics you mean the state that loses children in the system on an ongoing basis? Yeah. 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 That's it, it's, it's messed up. But that's, that's who, when, when, you, when you're orphan, you don't have any next of kin. It should, you go it should into be, the system. It should be, it should be yeah. easy to fi- fork these people. These people are just evil. They're evil. All right, we got to go. We're, we're, we're way we gotta over. We got to go. Way over. God bless you guys. All right, well, Love that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. Check out all the links in the description, audio edition. We go live 11 a.m., 7 p.m. Eastern. Sign up for our text alert system if you need a little reminder. Sign up for our email newsletter. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. My name is Joe Oltman. And remember, everyone, the fight to take back our country is not over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.